Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm excited to bring this episode to you. Uh, I hopped on with our friends from Locked on Pirates. Ethan was a gracious host, and we had a great time talking the uh, the Pirates farm system, uh, some of the guys they have, some of the guys that are going to make an impact this year, some of the guys that are farther down in the system but are really talented and really going to do well, and then talked a little bit about Brian Reynolds and what are they going to do, and I even proposed a couple prospect for player swaps for them if the Pirates decided to move on from Brian Reynolds. So check this out. And what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith. And to my right, of course, is Mr. Lindsey Crosby. And Lindsey, I have to ask you a question before we get you formally introduced. I noticed on your Twitter, it says you're a World Series champion. Is that actually correct? Or is that like a like gag joke kind of thing? No, I am an Atlanta Braves fan. And uh, the Braves are World Series oh. champions. And no matter what happens in this lockout, no one can take that away from me. Nice. If baseball well, never if, if baseball never comes back, it will end with me being a world champion. Well, there you go. Of course, while <laughs> I am a Georgia Bulldog, of course, for the last time that these uh, Locked On Pirates listeners and viewers here on YouTube saw me, I was stressed out about the game and then cried for 15 minutes after they won. Uh, but as always, as I always mention, this is a Pirates podcast. We are talking about Pirates baseball in the middle of January. I could not think of anything better to do, and I don't think Lindsay could think of anything better to do because he was very excited to come on. We'd love to formally invite you to the network. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, guys, he is the host of the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast uh, following Aram Layton. Aram has gone to bigger and better things or bigger things i don't know who knows but aram's still fun he's still around go check out his work as well but Lindsay is taking the reins and Lindsay, before we talked um a lot through text message and stuff like that you said that this pirate system intrigued you a lot but how much confidence do you have in what you see from what ben sherrington has built already and what he can even build heading into the 2022 draft depending on if that happens as well so the first thing that I think about when I when I look at the pirate system is just the sheer number of of high level players in here. I mean, the stuff that Sherrington's done, I've, I found the approach to accumulating talents really interesting. Looking back at the 2021 draft, the the whole idea of going out and saving money on your free, you know so that you can go and get four first round talents in the first two days. Bubba Chandler should never have been taken that early. Bubba Chandler mm-hmm. should be playing uh, playing football at Clemson right now. He should be a backup on the bench as a quarterback. But in the Pirate system, and it's because Ben Sherrington has, has made a point to acquire as many talented players as possible. And if, if you just assume the normal hit rate, and I think this system's going to do better than that, but if you just assume the normal hit rate, you're going to have a flush major league team in just a few years. Nice. And I mean, that's what we like to hear. And uh, you've brought up kind of two projected lineups that we could be seeing. Um, But realistically, and we'll talk about this a little bit in our next segment as well, but I kind of want to go ahead and get your touches on it now. Pirates are already bringing up a lot of fun guys in 2022, more than likely. Two of them will be already seen in Rowenzi Contreras, O'Neal Cruz. There's going to be other guys that follow as well. Who are some of the guys you think can make a pretty big impact in this upcoming season? Of course, throwing the caveat that we get a season. Um I know I hate to bring that up all the time, but I have to bring it up. Um, but if we do get the 2022 season, which prospects do you think can make the 
best impact or the biggest impact the quickest, if that makes sense. So I'm sure you've talked about it plenty, but I am going to throw my hat in the O'Neill Cruz as a physical Marvel ring. Yes. Uh, he is, I mean, I see a lot of talk out there about him ended up in right field. And I think a bit of that is because we don't necessarily know how to approach a six foot seven baseball player uh, mm -hmm. who's a shortstop. Uh, everybody who we see who's that size is either an outfielder like Aaron Judge or it's a pitcher. And O'Neill Cruz has the physical profile to play short. He has a plus arm. He has the range. He has obviously the bat. We've seen. Mm -hmm. He already owns the Pirates record for heart, for highest exit velo in the Statcast era, and he played what five games? A I mean, game and a, I, it was like yeah, about three games. It was like yeah. two and a half realistically, because I think he came up and he like pinch hit in one of them, so it was like two and, and he, a half. He crushed a hundred and eighteen mile an hour single. That's the worst part. One hundred eighteen miles an hour and it's a single, yeah. but yeah. no. So so he's obviously going to to play an impact sooner rather than later, but then. I'm kind of going through and looking at some of these other guys. I, I really love the the catching depth you have mm -hmm. in the system. There's a lot of catchers. Um, obviously, number one overall, Henry Davis. Uh, he's a guy, his bat is as good mm -hmm. as advertised. He could be in the big leagues sooner rather than later on the strength of his bat alone. Um, defensively, I worry about how he fares behind the plate. I don't know if he's going to end up being behind the plate full time simply because I think you're going to want to get him to the major league level quicker than his defense is ready. Mm. And in most systems, I would worry about taking a top five prospect and rushing them to the big leagues, especially at the catching position. Anybody who listened to Locked on MLB Prospects on Thursday, we talked all about catchers. We talked about how hard it is to evaluate catchers. I think he's a guy where if for some reason he doesn't work out, you have so much other catching depth behind. He, you don't need him to play catcher. He's a great hitter who happens to be a catcher. I mean, Carter Benz is defensively your best catcher in the system, but Indy Rodriguez is a guy that pretty soon is going to be able to come up and is going to be able to play catcher defensively to the minor, the, the major league standard. Um, mm -hmm. His he's he's still pretty raw, but he can be your catcher of the future, and you can have Davis playing first, playing you know playing some other position sooner rather than later. I would be really fine with that too. And it's really interesting that you brought that up because one of the biggest things that I had an issue with uh, in 2021 was the lack of catcher depth that the Pirates had. And through the trades that you mentioned with Carter Benz, you get Henry Davis as well. Andy Rodriguez, who was already in the system, well, a trade acquisition as well, but was already kind of firmly in the system. And as you mentioned too, even Andy Rodriguez could play a different position as well at some point. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of different flexibility that they have. And some people really attacked the Pirates for the Jacob Stallings trade. Initially, I was one of them until they acquired Roberto Perez because then I said, you're basically adding Zach Thompson and a couple prospects on top of Roberto Perez for Jacob Stallings, which is like, yeah. all in all, Jacob Stallings was probably the most lovable player on this team other than Brian Reynolds or key Brian Hayes. But at the end of the day, it kind of works out. And I love where we're going here. All right, it is the new year and the new year means New Year's resolutions. You're probably going to be uh, getting fit, getting healthier, whatever it is. Make sure you're including Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, might even be better than a candy bar. Uh, they make it easy to stick to your resolution because it's so good you want to eat it, unlike other protein bars. So Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They contain 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. So 
Go to Built.com, check out all of the flavors. They have limited time flavors and they have the regulars. Cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. Check them out. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So now that you've mentioned some guys already, I figure now would be a good time for you because I know yours are probably a little different than mine. You probably mm-hmm. have a little bit more experience of looking at prospects than I do. I kind of just started about three or four years ago. Uh, maybe five. I'll give myself five just to look good. Um, but who are some of your favorite prospects in the system overall? doesn't necessarily have to be the top guys. It could be anybody you look at in the system that just flies off the wall for you. Okay. So I went ahead and picked out two or three guys. Uh, the first one, I've already mentioned him once, but I'm really a fan of Indy Rodriguez. So... Met signed him at 18 years old for $10,000. Um, he was part of the Joe Musgrove deal with the Padres and and led all of low A in average, second and WRC plus, lowest strikeout percentage in the league. And I mean, how often do you see a switch hitting catcher? And watching him athletically, I think he can play first base. He can play left field. And there's folks in the system uh, that think he's actually athletic enough to play at second. And so that's the kind of athlete that you have in Indy Rodriguez. He's going to need to add some more strength. His power is not really there yet, but he's a good defender. He's a great hitter already. And I think uh, once he gets in your development system, there's the, a few things that, that prospect folks know of guys who are in your system. They know, one, um, your, your, your hitters are going to, to add strength and add power, and then mm-hmm. your pitchers are going to add velocity. And um, that actually brings me to the second guy, uh, Logan Hoffman. So right-handed pitcher. You got him as a fifth rounder in 2020. Little guy, 5'10", um, $125,000 bonus. So not a lot, but he's got a four-pitch mix. And when you got him, he was sitting low 90s, right? Uh, he's already up into the mid to upper 90s on his fastball. His four-seamer throws it about half the time. And then he has one of the better curveballs in your entire system. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I'm I'm not comparing him to these players, but I'm comparing his curveball to these players' curveballs. Um, I I when I see his curveball, I think of Jacob Degrom's curveball. I think of Charlie Morton. Just the amount of spin. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. wicked. It is a a plus plus pitch right now. Um, he's got two other pitches that he throws he needs a little more consistency with that but as soon as he can get that third pitch to the point where he can consistently deliver it for strikes whenever that catcher calls it whether it's Andy Rodriguez or whoever else it might be um, I think you're looking at I mean the third guy in your rotation at worst okay uh, uh, one of the things I was going to ask too is you already said he's in the mid to upper 90s is there the possibility that they look to put him in as a possible closer role maybe setup role for David Bednars or the possibility of that, or do you think they still view him more as a starter? I think for now, um, they're probably going to use him, let him continue to try to start and see if he can figure out that third and fourth mm-hmm. pitch. Uh, and it's something where they may actually, at some point in time, probably next year, probably 23, actually call him up and let him give him a chance to figure it out at the major league level. And that's mm-hmm. simply because it's like, there's no experience for those live reps. And it's something... The, the trade for when you sent Richard Rodriguez to Atlanta for Bryce Wilson, that was one of those things where Wilson has skills 
but he just didn't have an opportunity to pitch every fifth day in Atlanta yeah. because Atlanta was in the middle of a, of a pennant chase. And so I think that if he doesn't develop that third pitch consistently enough, you can move him, you can put him in the bullpen, and he would be effective right now. But at, at, in the future, he could be your closer. That's how good that curveball, um, fastball combo is. Well, we like to hear those good combos, and you mentioned Charlie Morton too. Pirates fans, of course, very familiar with Charlie Morton from not too long ago. I mean, it was probably about five or six years ago that he was a pitcher and one of our top pitchers alongside A.J. Burnett and Francisco Liriano. Missed that Mm -hmm. group a lot. Uh, But who was your third prospect? Because I believe you named Andy Rodriguez and Logan Hoffman. Who was your third guy? So the third guy is is Jared Jones. Second round pick in 2020. And I have him graded very highly. The, The question on him is just control. Um, I mean, his fastball regularly sits 94, 96. He touches 99 with it. He's got, um, he has two different breaking balls, but he can, he can never, it feels like he can never locate them both at the same time. He can locate one or the other. Uh, his curveball, low 80s, has a lot of vertical break. Um, just, just, you know, change up as well. He's got a lot of weapons. He just has to harness one or two more of them. Once he can do that, um, I think he'll be a, 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 great pitcher for you i do see him ending up in the bullpen uh which is kind of a little bit frustrating because he was a good two-way prospect in high school and i think he has mm-hmm. a bat that would be useful if he were a starter i don't know if he'll get there but i think i mean his ceiling's a number three but i do think he would be an amazing setup man um just just absolutely electric out of the bullpen and obviously um, the kid shoves and that's what you want from a modern bullpen nowadays Oh, yeah, of course. And if, I mean, we'll go ahead and name my three, and you can give your thoughts on these three players as well. Jared Jones was up there. He will be one of my top three. I don't mention Mm -hmm. him too often just because, again, he is kind of farther away right now. More recently, though, I mean, I would say Kanan Smith and Jigba has just, I've loved him, everything that I've seen from him. Of course, I think he uh, will have a fun chance at upstaging his brother someday as a Pittsburgh Pirate, Jackson Smith and Jigba over there in uh, Ohio State, who broke the Rose Bowl record for receiving yards and I believe the FBS record for bowl receiving yards. And I love everything that I see from Kanan as well, and I think him choosing baseball was the perfect decision for him long term. And then third, I think I just have to put Quinn Priester up there. Every time I see Quinn Priester pitch, it's just phenomenal. Of course, we've only seen him pitch at the lower level so far, but I definitely think he has the chance to rocket through the system this year mm-hmm. if he gets the time. What are your thoughts on those guys moving forward as well? So I love all those picks. Priester's one to me that, um, I mean, he got a large bonus, but the stuff is behind it. I mean, he was hitting 98 in instructs before the shutdown and everything and struggled a little bit, I feel like, in high A last year. Uh, but it's all stuff that can fix his, his velocity. You could tell his struggles were more related to a workload increase and a lot of guys. And I think we talk about this on Tuesdays, locked on MLB prospects, but a lot of guys just weren't prepared for that workload increase from 19 to 20 to 21 because they lost Mm -hmm. that 2020 season. And I think he's a guy that did that. So two different fastballs, uh, the four seamer and the sinker are great. He's got a plus curveball, and then he's got a slider and a changeup. Uh, the slider is kind of new. He he figured apparently he figured that out during the pandemic, and so we haven't seen a lot of it other than last year. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a cutter, and so it's a, you know it's above average. He needs to be more confident in the changeup. I think it's a good changeup, and he doesn't throw it often enough. 
but everything tunnels really well. He's got great mental makeup as far as the pregame preparation and everything. Um, I mean, he's he's another mid-rotation starter that I think at some point in time is going to have to figured out at the MLB level, but he's going to get there quicker rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy I didn't mention, I, I feel I feel bad as a Atlanta sports fan, I, I didn't mention Bubba Chandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the best athlete in your system. Uh, he, I mean, and for those of you who, who don't know, obviously, like I mentioned, uh, was a quarterback at, pledged to Clemson. He played basketball. I mean, this kid can dunk a basketball. He can throw a football 45 feet. He can throw in the high 90s. He's a great athlete. I think once you can figure out where to put him, mm-hmm. he's going to be a great addition to your system, and he's going to contribute to your team at the major league level. It's just a matter of figuring out what he's going to do. Oh, yeah, of course. Who has better hair, Bubba Chandler or Cole Tucker? Uh, I'm going to go with Bubba Chandler. I feel like I'm wrong, though. I feel like it's probably Cole Tucker. Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the NFL playoffs. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. They have a new updated desktop and a new mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code is locked on to get started. They've got football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. So take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, Locked On Pirates listeners and viewers, before I ask this question to Lindsay, after he answers, he's either going to be a friend of the podcast or an enemy to some of you. I'm not going to tell you which one. I'm not going to tell you at all. I'm just going to put the question on the screen, and then I'm going to ask the question. So before we started recording, he had uh, said that he is – looked at things about Brian Reynolds on both avenues, keeping and extending Brian Reynolds, trading Brian Reynolds. I will allow you, sir, to start with whichever one you want to start with. And I think you know which one will get you on the good side of the Lockdown Pirates Nation here and which one yeah. will not. So you can, you can choose to start with either one, and I am open in all ears because I think they've heard me at nauseum about this. In my opinion... Uh, but I would love to hear yours. Okay. So my preference based on where the system is and how quickly I think you guys can contend in the division, I want you to keep and extend Brian Reynolds. Okay. He's I want a Brian friend of the Reynolds. podcast, guys. I, <laughs> I want Brian Reynolds to be a part of this team. Um, and and there's a little bit of risk with doing that. I will admit, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's played, I think, a grand total of – what 320 games in professional like in major league baseball so it's it's a smaller sample size but i kind of looked at some of the some of the comps you know so the mccutcheon deal i know you're familiar with the mccutcheon deal six mm-hmm. years 51 and a half million and here um with tampa six years 53 and a half million and fun story kevin here my very first ever prospect interview yeah but uh, no um a second kind of cool. So, yeah, so so I'm thinking for Brian Reynolds an extension, one front load the extension. I think your pay, I think your your payroll next year is like 22 million. Yeah, so, around that. Yeah, so front load the extension, do a 5-year 68 million dollar extension. Front load it where towards the back of it, you know, you the it's not, you know, pay him pay him 25 million in the first year. Pay him 40 million in the first 2 years. Get most of the money out of the way 
so that as some of these prospects start to hit and start to get to arbitration, Kip Brian Hayes will be in arbitration by then. You know, as some of these guys start to get arbitration eligible, Reynolds' cost comes down, and you can still keep the team together, compete for the division, and make and go for the playoffs. Okay, I mean, I'm for that. I'm 100 yeah. percent for that. I've also suggested it on this podcast before. My number was a little higher. I said 575. That was where mm-hmm. my number was, just because I think a little bit biased about it. I think he's worth it. Front-loading yeah. it, I think, is the perfect idea. It's just, is that something that Brian Reynolds would want to do? I don't think we really even know the answer to that yet, because, of course, we've heard Charrington say, we've tried. Like, there's been potential that this could happen, um, and it hasn't yet. The other thing that I was going to bring up to you, too, that of mm-hmm. uh, me and a couple of guests I've had on and even myself have suggested – you already have said that he's a marvel physically, O'Neill Cruz. Mm-hmm. I think right now, based on whatever Key Brian Hayes does in 2022, you have three guys that you need to lock up. O'Neill Cruz, Key Brian Hayes, and Brian Reynolds. Shockingly, and this is going to come as a shock to a lot of you, because I've never said this, if I had to rank them in importance, O'Neill Cruz is number one, mm-hmm. Key Brian Hayes is number two, and Reynolds is number three. And there's a reason why for that. I don't know how you feel about this. The third baseman behind Key Brian Hayes in the system, not a lot. Not a no. ton. Alexander Mojica is the one that comes to mind, and he is so far away from being a major league player that it doesn't matter right now. O'Neill Cruz, again, as he Lindsay mentioned earlier, is a he's ridiculous. I understand it's a small sample size, but he he's a I would say 50-50 to be good. I think it's higher than that. And, and there you go. You have somebody who's not even a Pirates fan saying that. <laughs> Brian Reynolds, on the other hand, if you look at the 40-man roster, as I've mentioned to all of you before, I love Brian Reynolds. I want him I want to keep him here if possible. All three of them can stay if they if possible. But when you have nine middle infielders and eight outfielders on your 40-man roster already. And that's not including guys that are behind them, like mm-hmm. Alani White Jr. from two or three years from now, or like anybody, for that matter, that could come into the system, free agency, all that stuff. At the end of the day, do you want the six seven power-hitting, 118-mile-per-hour single guy and one of the best defenders in all of baseball, I think, already, if he doesn't get hurt um, in the second game of the year against the Cubs? Or Brian Reynolds, who, again, made the All-Star game, phenomenal player, but you have options behind him. That's like the only way I will be okay with it is if O'Neill Cruz and Key Brian Hayes get extensions, and then they say, Brian, it's either you sign this or you don't. That's the only way I'll be okay with it. The positional scarcity, finding a shortstop that's physically as good, you mm-hmm. know, is is harder to do. And if you're looking at, at like, just center fielders, um, Travis Swaggerty is the best defensive outfielder in your system. And I think he could, I mean, he could start for your, for your major league team this year. And so like the question becomes, if you have to replicate Brian Reynolds, can you replicate, like think of it like the movie Moneyball. Can you replicate Brian Reynolds? Mm-hmm. You can replicate his defense. You can replicate his offense um, with O'Neill Cruz. And so if you like it, now you have the opportunity cost of if you move Ryan Reynolds, you save the money from the extension, but then you can get some great pieces. I have two or three different um, Brian Reynolds trades. So assume 
that O'Neill Cruz and Key Brian Hayes have signed extensions. O'Neill Cruz got the Wander Franco deal. He like he's mm-hmm. he's been here for half a season. We're gonna go ahead and extend him. It's the trade deadline. Tell me if you like any of these three deals. So trade number one, the Marlins get Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman, and David Bedhar. And for that, you get right-handed pitcher Pablo Lopez, right-handed pitcher Max Meyer, and their number one shortstop prospect, Khalil Watson. Two pitchers, two impact pitchers, including one who can pitch in the major leagues right now, Pablo Lopez, uh, and an ultra-athletic shortstop that you can move to just about any position, infield or outfield, and have him hit and play defensively for Brian Reynolds. If I had to grade it, I'll grade it a B plus. I'd be okay with it. Okay. I think if there's anything, the Marlins say no because they don't want to give up Watson. They want yeah. Watson and Chisholm together. Uh, and that's something they're talking about moving Watson to second. He really should mm-hmm. stay on short and Chisholm should move, should move to second, but it's fine. All right, trade number two. Uh, Brian Reynolds to the Mariners. You get outfielders Kyle Lewis and Taylor Trammell. You get right-handed pitcher Emerson Hancock and catcher Harry Ford. So a young guy with potential, a hot prospect, a replacement right now in Kyle Lewis for Brian Reynolds, and then a blocked prospect of Seattle's for your outfield. That one's a, another good one. Okay. I mean, the I la- think either way, before the last one, I think either way it's still going to be like, wow, we're trading Brian Reynolds. So it's still yeah. going to be like, eh. Hard but to it's do. Also, but again, it's also like you've seen already with Charrington before he gets to his last trade that he's, I mean, you mentioned the Mariners. His asking price from the Mariners was Julio freaking Rodriguez. So, yeah. I mean, you get the idea of where he sees Brian Reynolds as a trade asset. Listen, take this same deal, but swap out Emerson Hancock for Matt Brash and say, give me Matt Brash. And if if the Mariners offer you the deal that I laid out, but they swap Hancock with Brash or swap out Harry Ford with Brash, take it and run. Yeah. Because, like we said, you can replicate Brian Reynolds' production, but you can also get some great guys. All right, the last one is the Red Sox get Brian Reynolds to play center field instead of Kike Hernandez. You get Tristan Casas, two of their young Latin American hitters, and a low-A fireballing pitcher. So you get three young pieces and their number one prospect for Brian I mean, I would like to see Brian Reynolds mess with the Yankees a lot. See? It'd be fun. It'd be be fun, fun, right? It'd be fun. Uh, I always question if I should have been a Red Sox fan. No, I'm kidding. I mean, look at my arm. I mean, literally, do, am I, do I give off Red Sox vibes? Do I give off Red Sox vibes over here, guys? No, not even close. Um, I think I like the first one the most, though. Um, the I think the Seattle one has the most upside. The Red Sox one is kind of the one where I'm just like, okay, that would make some sense. And then the Mariners one, the Mariners one, as I said, would have the most upside. But the Marlins one, like you said, you kind of already get the replacement. You get a top prospect already in Watson, who, I mean, imagine a Khalil Watson, O'Neill Cruz infield. Oh, my gosh. Again, that kind of screws over Piguero and Nick Gonzalez. But, I mean, at some, at some point, you're just going to have to agree that Watson and Cruz would be ridiculous. And you get Pablo Lopez, who I've always liked to stuff, and another pitcher. I think that would be the one I would do the most. I don't know how Pirates fans would feel about doing another trade with the Marlins. But, Lindsay, this has been fun, and I'll let you get your last thing in about it before we wrap up today's awesome episode. Thank you. Um, final thoughts are I love this system. I love what Sherrington's done to rebuild the pitching depth. I love what he's done to bring in catchers and to, to sell guys uh, at the peak of their value to reload this system. And I think over the next three years, 
uh, the guys that are graduating or have already graduated, like Key Brian Hayes, are going to put you guys in contention for the division. Well, we like to hear that because we don't like the Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, or Reds on this podcast. Yes, I'm talking to you, Jeff Carr. I don't care if you're my channel manager or not. I can't stand the Reds. Uh, but, Lindsay, now is the time for you to let everyone know where they can find your work, where they can find the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast, and other things that you might be doing that regards to baseball. Absolutely. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Farm, and you can subscribe to Locked on MLB Prospects wherever you get your your podcasts. Awesome. Of course, you guys already know you can find the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast and the Locked On Pirates podcast on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and of course, YouTube if you want to come see me and Lindsay's wonderful faces uh, every day. Um, of course, he's been ramping up with a lot of stuff. He just got in the network. Go check out his other episodes with some of the other hosts as well. And you never know, I might have you as a daily check-in every other month about these prospects because you know there's a lot going on with this system. And that's why I really want spring training, and this is where I'm going to end this. I really wanted spring training so bad because there are very valid positional battles in this system and on the MLB roster that would have just been content after content after content mm-hmm. every single day and sadly with the news today or yesterday about the cba it doesn't look like we're going to be getting spring training in march or april so a lot going on but of course that does not mean me and Lindsay are going to stop making content thank you for making the locked on pirates and locked on mlb prospects podcast your first listen of the day every single day with that said i will see you guys soon man had a great time with ethan just talking uh pirates and really just I mean, it's a great system. It really is. There's a lot of... Sherrington's had a lot of work to bring in. I mean, whether it's pitchers, whether it's bringing multiple catchers, they've got a lot of depth, a lot of options. And I, I was serious when I said that I think they're going to compete for the National League Central sooner rather than later. So thank you for making Locked On MLB Prospects your first listen. Make your second listen today, Locked On Pirates. And we will see you next Monday right here on Locked On MLB Prospects.